Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. All right, chin up, shoulders back, feet pointed forward. At least that's probably what your mom used to say. Let's get into it, Kurt Mortensen here. This is Maximize Your Influence, podcast 451, as we get into trust. What are the trends of trust? Is it going up? Is it going down? Does it take longer? What are some of those hacks you can use? Do we need to become more trustless? That seems to be a trend where... Trust is not even a factor. Interesting stuff. We'll talk about that. Get into some trust trends and tools. Hope you're having a great week making things happen. Getting more influence tools in that toolbox. Welcome back to the podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies as we take that dive into persuasion, negotiation, influence, self-persuasion, presentations. That 85% that makes a huge difference in every aspect of your life, but especially in business. I spent four days this week doing a seminar in just the 12 Laws of Persuasion for Maximum Influence. By the way, if you want a free copy, go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Just pick up a little shipping and handling, and that is the new edition. This was to a large corporation. It had to do it via Zoom, but we did it on just the different laws, techniques, tools of persuasion and influence. A lot of fun. We'll just say they deal a lot with people in the outdoors. Kind of a fun space, getting outdoors, getting the blood pumping, making things happen. Now let's get to the persuasion blunder. Let me say blinja. Don't, don't, don't. Now a blinja, as you know, is a combination of blunder and ninja. We try to go back and forth between ninja of the week, blunder of the week. We do a little bit of each. But this is one that you get to decide let me know via email, via social media, social media where it maximizes your influence. This comes back to the debate of the cheapest or the most expensive. And that's always a challenge because salespeople always fight on price and price is rarely, really the issue. We rarely buy the cheapest things. We don't eat at McDonald's every meal, go to a thrift store for all our clothes, buy the cheapest wines, whatever it is in your world, but we fight on price. So I was thinking the other day that maybe people skills don't matter when you're the cheapest. (laughs) Is that true? And that might even be the case when you're most expensive. Let me explain. When you go to places like Walmart, I'm just categorizing here, not always the case. It's pretty hard to get someone to help you. Their niche is where the cheapest come and get it, help yourself. Now, there are times and places you might need to find someone to help you out if you can find them. But the people skills, the customer service does not matter much because you're doing price. So is that a blunder? Is that a ninja? You got to decide. Have you ever flown Ryanair in Europe? Not much customer service. And I'd say with my experience, my family's experience, anti-people skills to where they don't care about you. They don't get on the plane if you want to pay this extra fee because you have to. Yeah, not like other airlines where they're being friendly, welcoming you aboard, you're glad you're flown. So is that true? Is that a blunder ninja to where if we're the cheapest, it's okay to wait in line? 
I've seen some of those really inexpensive stores, like dollar stores, to where, yeah, you're waiting in line, we don't care, you've come for the bargains. And, well, does the lack of customer service keep you away, or do the sales prices bring you in? Kind of interesting. You look at things like, if you're a Seinfeld fan, the soup Nazi, <laughs> that if you don't apply by their rules, you're kicked out. They don't care. You're there for the quality of the soup for the food. You know any restaurants like that where you're not getting any service, they're not going to care if you don't like it, go away type of thing. In fact, I remember a restaurant here locally where it was open 11 to 2. It was Hawaiian food. <laughs> and if you came at 201, it didn't matter if they had extra food. I watched this. It didn't matter how much extra food they had, they locked in the doors. It didn't matter how long the line was, they locked the doors at 2 o'clock, send you away. Not much smiling, but the food was incredible. Now, think about this. If you wanted to buy a Ferrari and you had to have a Ferrari, that's the only thing you wanted and they were rude, would you still buy it? Mm, some of you would. Now, we want to have both. I'm with you. But it's kind of an interesting thing to think about when you fight on price. And only fight on price if you are the cheapest of people coming there for the price. Most people in sales fight on price when they don't need to. So that's your Blinja Blunder Ninja of the Week. Let me know what you think. Kind of an interesting thing to think about. Let's get into listener email. Oh, boy. This email is from Kendrick from Cleveland. That's in Ohio in the United States. It says, Kurt, having some challenges in the trust area. I was looking at your low trust flags checklist. <laughs> if you want that, let me know. And I'm ashamed to say they all seem to apply to me. Now, first of all, I'll be back up here. Kendrick, don't be ashamed. You've identified it. Now you can fix it. Most people think, hey, people trust me. And that is a huge shift right now. It used to be, I trust you, give me a reason not to. And now it's, I don't trust you, give me a reason to trust you. People are more skeptical than ever before. So I'm glad you've identified it. That's a sign of a professional. Like, I need to fix this. So 10 points for you. And of course, using your email on the podcast, you get the free gold version of InfluenceUniversity.com. Check it out for the advanced influence techniques A to Z all in one place. Let me continue. I am new in the world of B2B, or I'll put in business-to-business -business sales, and need these clients to trust me to serve them and help them with their business. Is it possible in today's world to develop trust? And to make matters worse, I saw this today, and is there any merit to this? And this is where the article's coming in. It is the global trustworthy ranking for the year. And they looked at 28 countries. So we'll combine both of those. Take a look at those. Of course, those links will be at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. So it's put together by the organization IPSOS. And it's titled, Doctors and Scientists Are Seen as the World's Most Trustworthy Profession. So I'm going to look at this one. I'm going to look at my research and a few others and kind of combine them and see what's going on here. This is the world or global, as they call it, trustworthiness index where it rates so I don't deal with, is this fair? This is just reality. This is just how it is, if this is your profession. Now, top of the list, most trusted profession is influence trainer. <laughs> All right, I'm kidding. I'm just throwing that in because that's what I do. We always want ours to be the top. That's not the case. So let's take a look at the top and the bottom based on just average 28 countries around the world. And it does vary by country. So just averages around the world. Doctors are on the top. Now, my studies show that nurses are higher. This one didn't take nurses into account, but that's interesting, both in the medical fields. And that was at 59%, because think about it, that's pretty low. Doctors, that's 59% is pretty low. Because even now, 
training doctors, they do have a challenge with trust because we have access to this thing called uh, the internet to where the doctor says something and maybe the patient doesn't like it. Maybe there were some trust issues. Maybe there's some likability issues. The patient looks it up online and then it says, no, your doctor's wrong. They're just trying to get you to take pills. You should just eat a banana. Eat a banana a day, you're fine. So do they believe banana boy the doctor? And <laughs> a lot of times it's banana boys. So that is definitely part of it. Teachers are high. My research shows it depends on the, say, height of the teacher, meaning the lower the teacher, like first grade, second grade, they're more trusted than college professors. Armed forces, interesting, that's at 41%. I like this one, ordinary men and women at 38%. So I guess that's just your neighbor, people you meet in the street. Police at 37, judges at 35, lawyers at 29. That seems high compared to what I've seen, but again, that one will really depend by country. We'll talk about that. Let's see, clergy priest, 26. Mine shows a little higher. I'll talk about that. Business leaders, 23%. That's crazy low to me. Now we get the bottom three, advertising at 18%, cabinet at 16%. That'd be cabinet officials or people in politics and also politicians just generally at 12% at bottom of the list. So why don't people trust you? Well, the media is a big part of it. I mean, if five people come into your house to repair, let's say your air conditioning, one's dishonest, they're not going to show it unless it seems like everybody's dishonest. So media, in fact, media is an all-time low, especially in the United States, lowest of all industrial countries. We do not trust our media. That is way low. You know, we've been burned. We've become more skeptical. And, and people that have been burned, it's broadcast more through the internet. Of course, we know the news always focuses on the negative, And it is a trend. Now, when I did this research show that it dropped six points in the last five years. So something to think about as we look through it. But let's take a look at some trends. And again, it varies by culture and country. For example, in Spain, they trust their doctors by 71%. They're the top of the list. In Poland, it's 39%. United States is about 60%. Kind of interesting. Worldwide average is 59%. Scientists... China's top of the list at 71, Mexico at 70%, bottom of the list, Japan's at 37%, United States is around 53%. Teachers, China, number one at 66%, Brazil, number two at 64%, bottom of the list, interesting, Japan at 17%, and Korea at 31%. United States on that one is 58%. Ordinary men and women, you know I love this category because I hadn't seen that one before and I haven't done a poll on that one before, just your neighbor, people off the street. So worldwide average is 38%. So top of the list, just trusting people, say on the street, Mexico at 53%, India at 52%. Interesting. Bottom of the list, Japan at 16% and South Korea at 22%. United States on that one was 40%. Police, another interesting one. Worldwide average is 37%. But Netherlands, Denmark, Sweden, Germany, France, all in Europe. 58, 58, 55, 53, 50% respectively. So interesting. Bottom of the list, Mexico at 13%. And I know that one because when the police take you to the ATM to pay your bill, <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. Had that happened to me? United States at 41%. Another interesting one, lawyers. <laughs> Global average, 29%. 
So top of the list is China, 55, Saudi Arabia, 48%. Bottom of the list is Peru at 16%, along with the United States at 17%. (laughs) In fact, I was looking that up. The lawyer jokes, lawyers in the United States is rampant. I'll just say that. Lawyers don't take it personally. It's just kind of fun. United States has the highest number of lawyers per capita than anywhere in the world. Now, granted, there are some great lawyers out there. I'll give you that. But there's a lot of ones we call ambulance chasers that aren't so good, bottom of the barrel. But we get a lot of those when you have more lawyers per capita than anywhere in the world. So the United States is number one. Italy's number two, probably because there's a lot of great law schools there. Germany's number three. Then it goes Romania, Ukraine. Just putting it out there, kind of an interesting statistic. So the big lesson here is that it's dropped. I'm not saying it's your fault, but you cannot assume that people trust you. I know you're good, trustworthy people, but you've got to build the trust. You can lose it really fast. I mean, looking at a Gallup poll done by some of these, their top of the list was nurses at 79%, medical doctors, 62%. My research shows the same thing. Police officers there was 50%, lawyers at 21%. And their bottom of the list was... Telemarketers were trusted 6% of the time and politicians 9% of the time. So there's some overlap there. There's definitely some interesting one. There's my research shows top of the list. I mean, nurses and teachers and engineers and scientists are high, but what surprises people is firefighters. A lot of people don't judge that because probably because that's a given. They're the highest on my list from my poll at 65%. Pharmacists are high too at 54%. You're like, what? Is it because they give you drugs? Maybe. But think about it. There's a couple things. There's the external surroundings. You walk in, it's well lit. White walls matters. High ceiling matters. Degree on the wall matters. Wearing a white coat up on a platform. All those things can trigger trust. So there's the external surroundings from how you walk into a room to how a room's set up. Does that increase, decrease trust? That's absolutely part of it. They also are the end of the line. They're giving you a solution. They're not going to upsell you. They're going to say, here's some generic versions. It's cheaper. Here's some do's and don'ts. Be careful here. Don't do this, do this. So there's a different relationship. A lot of times they're in our neighborhood. We see them quite a bit. So that could cause more trust. Now, the bottom of my list, very similar. Lawyers, of course. Stockbrokers, sorry about that. Then their advertisers still there. Insurance sales. Network marketers, politicians, car salesmen, and telemarketers. So there's some similarities, some overlap there, and it definitely is an issue. So Maximiners, what do we do? I know you're good, trustworthy people. You're here, you're personal development, you're learning, you're changing the world. But again, people are skeptical. They've been burned. They're watching the media. They're watching the news. Gone are the days where there's a baseline of trust. That's just how to, in fact, another Gallup poll found That a majority of people said you can't be too careful when dealing with others. Another study found that only 4% of the respondents felt complete trust with any of their persuaders that had conducted business with them in the last 24 months. 4%, that's dismal. And many people think, especially persuaders or salespeople think, because they're friendly and good at helping people, that they're trusted. And studies show there's nothing that could be further from the truth. In fact, I did a study, we monitored persuasive situation and asked both the prospect and the persuader how much trust was established between the two people. Hold on, buckle up. Only 12% of the prospects trusted their persuaders. Now, here's the challenge. 88% of persuaders felt they'd established trust with their audience. 
Did the Cats said only 12% of the prospects had trust? Well, 88% said, oh yeah, they trusted me. That's a huge disconnect. Because you could have the greatest product in the world, and maybe even the cheapest prices like I talked about before, but if the trust is not there, it's hard to do business. It's hard to get people to do things. Now, I know trust can be an ambiguous concept. You know when you feel it, my job's to quantify it and help people understand you can trigger trust. We all know you can lose it really fast. Now, it could come from a variety of things. Like I mentioned, external environment. Are you predictable? I mean, nothing's worse. Can't predict your behavior. Are you going to get angry, cry, yell, do nothing? So predictability is part of that. So remember, this is not just on or off. This is a sliding scale. There could be a little bit of trust at first. It can grow from there. But especially in these situations, you have to take a look at your trust. You're meeting someone for the first time. You work in an industry where there's a big misconception, misunderstanding. I'll put network marketing or lawyers. There's good people in each one of those, but a lot of people have blown it. Even in the sales industry, a lot of great people, but a lot of people have blown it. So there might be some misconceptions there. You might work for a government entity that's lost public trust. That could be part of it too. Maybe your audience has never heard of your product or your service. Your company is new or unknown to the audience. Your audience considers your purchase price way expensive. Maybe you're making the first contact. Or maybe your company has poor history. This is where you really have to magnify this. So the lessons today. Trust is an all-time low. Don't take it personally when it's based on your profession. That's the second one. That's a challenge. Especially with the situations I just mentioned, you really have to focus on trust. We talked about just because you're a trustworthy person doesn't mean people trust you. Be aware of your external surroundings. Be aware of how you walk in a room. Be aware of your emotional intelligence. All those things can help or hurt trust. But be more aware of it this week. Do people trust you? Do they? I mean, if you're not getting repeat business, a lot of complaints, there's no loyalty, they always need a testimonial or other people using your product or services, they need references. You have to back up and realize, yep, trust is definitely an issue here. Or even when you come across as arrogant, it can hurt trust. Now, it's interesting when I get to interview people after you've tried to persuade them and they've said no, arrogance comes up quite a bit. You hear things like, oh, they treat me like I was stupid. They didn't listen. They really didn't know what I wanted. They kept interrupting me. They kept blaming others. They never owned up to their mistakes. They always had to be right. <laughs> Now, we can spend more time on trust. Let me know. You can either go back to the archives at MaximizeYourInfluence.com or hit me up at Kurt at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. We can spend more time on trust, but now you know a few things to look out for. Trust is a huge issue. So today, just absorb. People don't trust you as much as you think. Just because you're a good, trustworthy person doesn't mean they trust you. You have to earn it. So what can you do this week to be better at earning trust? So I appreciate you being here. Thank you for your love and support and all your feedback. Check out this week's podcast special. How do you create that perfect persuasive presentation? So this is fun. This is simple for you. Go to presentationiq.com. Spend 10 minutes. Take your presentation IQ. It's 10 questions. Let's identify your strengths and your weakness because anybody can present, but are you persuasive? Anybody can inform, but are you influential? Take it out and I'll give you the free training. The free, did you catch that? For doing that, the free training, 
how to create the perfect persuasive presentation, the templates, the downloads, everything you need on one spot. Check it out. And then some of you will get a free coaching session with me analyzing a video of your presentation and help you become more persuasive and more charismatic. So there it is. It's a wrap. So master these skills, become a better influencer, a better negotiator, a better person, have a better mindset, and go out and persuade with power.